What's up, guys? Welcome back to Orange and Blue Thing. Season 3, Episode 8, April 11th, 2019. I am Darren Mean, and that's Pete McCarthy. What's up, Pete? What's going on? How we doing? Yeah, just hanging out, hanging out. About to crack open this nice cold McKellar. We got Lizzie behind the scenes, fielding the calls. What up? 631-388-5195, Mets, or whatever. So listen, Mr. Pete, Petey Mac, it's your second week being a dad. How's it going? It's good. It's good. I think I slept like 10 hours last night, caught up a little bit, was able to get a, a little bit of a reprieve. So it's, you know, it's all over the place, but it's been uh, it's been fun. And, you know, a little Maeve, maybe some good luck for the Islanders. Oh, yep. Uh, no, seriously, baby, let's go. The barn the was... The orange and blue thing. The barn was rocking last night. Yeah. Shout out to all the Islanders fans out there. The blue and orange army were out there killing it. Uh, looked like a great time. I was flipping back and forth between the Mets and the Islanders last night. Call me a bandwagon fan, whatever. Uh, Yo, it's playoff hockey. It's a totally him. different animal than everything else. And yeah, the Islanders, they haven't been there a whole lot over the last few decades, so... Soaking it up, soaking it in. You know what's crazy? Not that we're going to just talk this, turn this into kid talk here, but my daughter's going to turn four a month from today, actually. And she does this thing where she pretends she's a kid. She goes, goo goo gaga, whatever. I'm like, oh, Lady Gaga? She looks at me and she starts saying, shallow, shallow. Like, how big of a star is Lady Gaga that my mm. three year, almost four year old knows who Lady Gaga is? That's it's the perfect well, name. All right. That's insane. Let me just say. But I don't sing it that much anymore. She said she learned it from a girl at school, not me. When that movie came out, <laughs> Darren had that song on repeat, I did. and I was, he was singing it like loud. I'm, I'm a ga- I used to be a Gaga hater. I'm a Gaga fan now. What would that sound yeah. like? How do you sing "Shallow"? Tell me something, boy. Oh, actually, that's the that's you the girl part. part that's Gaga's part. part. No, he would sing Bradley's part. So yeah, but tell me last night actually, Kel goes, "You always sing the girl part." I'm like, I don't know. I used to, it's maybe uh, maybe you get some... really baritone to get where yeah. Bradley Cooper is. Yeah. So a lot of scotches, cigars, something. You definitely burned it in her memory. <laughs> well, you know, um, whatever it is, what it is. I do want to give a shout out to our friend, Mr. Kurt Hawkins. Uh, we also know him as Brian Myers. He's a big fan of the Mets and a member of the Seven Line Army. Sat with us on opening day on Thursday. Saturday was WWE day, so he was doing like a signing and all the other stuff at City Field. He threw out the first pitch. And then Sunday, he was in WrestleMania, and he won his first match. And he had like 300 straight losses. He won the uh, tag team match at WrestleMania. So that's awesome. So shout out to all you. I, thought, I think they call themselves Marks, all you wrestling Marks out there. And shout out to Kurt What's Hawkins. A mar- what? A, a what? Mark. They call themselves Marks. I don't What's know. that? I don't know. It's like a fan or something like that. All right. Well, <laughs> maybe it's good luck for the Mets. The Mets fan is even winning matches and ending the long lose. They are. Listen, I'm going to crack open this little brewski, though, because I need it. Uh, And you know what? You were inside. I said, Pete, you want a beer? He's like, yep. It was like the the quickest I've heard him say yes to a beer in the the short history of our uh, hosting duties here on Orange and Blue Thing. Cheers, Cheers, everybody. And as we always do, a little shouty to our friends at... (laughs) <laughs> McKellar, McKellarNYC.com. They provide all the tasty beers for Orange and Blue Thing and also the tailgate party. I brought a ton to the opening day tailgate. And I didn't have one. We're going to talk about. Yeah, someone did. I put my beers in your cooler and I they were gone. I did not have one. I, I, put, I bought really good beers that day and they were all gone. Well, whatever. Wow. You were just the mule for everybody else bringing the party? I guess. So I, sh- don't, I don't like that, though. I came home with PBRs in my cooler hey, well, and all my good beer was gone. It's not a good trade. No. Anyway, McKellar, <laughs> McKellarNYC.com. Click the website. Click on the little delivery button on the top. The beer here service is incredible. You want to order a beer, get it delivered straight to your house. They do deliver in the five boroughs for now. They are 
expanding soon to Nassau County. So if you live in Nassau, sit tight. Cold beers are coming your way. Our special promo code, though, is T7L20. Use that on the website. You'll get 20% off your beer delivery for anything they have in stock. And uh, a little breaking news here. Breaking news. We are doing our first live show of the year from McKellar on May 23rd. It's the fourth game of the series against the Nationals. It's a Thursday day game. The game starts at noon. Our show will be at 6. Pete and I will be there. Lizzie will be there. Uh, There will be no phone calls that day. So Lizzie will scour the crowd if you want to jump on with me and Pete to talk about the Mets or whatever. It's going to be a fun time. So definitely circle your calendars for that Thursday day game. We'll probably go in the game, right? We'll go in the game first. Hell yeah. I'm not going out to City Field, not seeing some baseball. <laughs> Watch the, the game and then uh, do our live show at McKellar's. So I'm really looking forward to that. But I kind of missed this whole thing in the jump. The share contest for today is from Forever Collectibles. Foco USA, and Lizzie knows more about this than I do because I don't watch. And I'm so excited. Game, we have a lot of the bad guys on Game these. Of we had the Thrones. Ice Dragon last week. What is this week. one? What's this one the, called? The, the, Night, the Night King. The Night, Night King. King. So if you want the Night King from Forever Collectibles and you don't want to go on the website and pre-order one, you can get one for free from us right now. All you got to do is share the show if you're watching on Facebook, retweet if you're watching on Twitter slash Periscope, and you'll be put in the running to win the Night King at the end of the broadcast. And there's a bonus dragon on that one. Yeah, there's a dragon on the back. It's hidden by the Night King. I can't. Here. I cannot wait for Sunday night. <laughs> if you don't win, though, go to foco.com/backslash uh, New York Mets, or just search New York Mets. You can see all the different options they have up there. They got a Conforto one coming out soon. Jacob Degrom on the throne bunch of different stuff and next week's one is my favorite one i don't watch game of thrones but anything mr met related is uh cool in my book so he's next a, week's the that. mr met one so cool. he's gonna be the the spoiler win on game of thrones it'll be mr met on the throne at the end of i don't know much about it i know they're bringing a throne i don't know if we talked about this last week Upset. i know brew tried to call in they're yeah. bringing a throne to city field where you could sit in, in the throne and take photos in the throne. I don't know where it's going to be set there, up in the ballpark. There was a, a separate ticket. This is what Brew was trying to, to get through last week, but you guys had already moved on, and then he yelled at me at, on opening day because I didn't let him through. But he was saying that there was a special package that got you uh, guaranteed the bobblehead and guaranteed a photo on the throne, but cool. they're sold out. Oh, well. You snooze, you lose. It's <laughs> yeah. like uh, trying to get one of our bobbleheads after the fact. Anyway, Mr. Pete. Petey Mac, we are going to talk about the Mets. This is uh, somewhat of a Mets show, I guess. Uh, the standings. Well, let me ask first, what was the home opener like? The home opener was flat. Yeah. The home opener was fun. They I didn't mean, score. They so. didn't score anything. Uh, Robinson Cano got lost on his way to Jersey, I heard. He didn't get into <laughs> yeah. his bed until 530 in the morning. Uh, we said this last week. The guy should have planned to either stay at the Holiday Inn Express or stay in the, in the locker room, get a cot. I mean, I'm not trying to... Get off a plane, go home, sleep for two hours, and get back and try to perform as but a But of all the athlete. guys, I mean, Robbie Cano played with the Yankees for how long? He's the one getting lost, doesn't know his way around? And at that time of night, you don't have a driver? Like, someone pick you up. Hey, bring me home. I'm tired. Like, I'm a b- professional millionaire baseball mm-hmm. player. Bring me home. Um, yeah, so I, I knew the guys were going to come in a little flat. I mean, um, the tailgate party was phenomenal. The, yeah, the, the wedding, wedding. The wedding was great. Okay. I mean, everything leading up to the game was awesome. I mean, you know, and people kind of shit on us to the like, Seven Army sounds a little dead out there today. Well, no shit. What are you There's supposed to do? There's not much to cheer for. Yeah. And after like the second, third inning, you're kind of sitting there like, all right, are these guys going to score any runs? We just need something. Like and the they bases didn't. loaded, one out. All right, there's a reason not, to get up. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. wasn't even that. Yeah. Is they were just totally shut out. And what kind of stood out to me about the whole homestand, the first game played out 
like your typical City Field game, right? Two nothing, and the Mets aren't hitting at home. And then after that, all of a sudden, City Field's playing like uh, Yankee Stadium. The ball's flying out. Ten home runs in a single game the other day. Uh, and that was a game started by Jacob deGrom. Even last night, the Mets are scoring a ton of runs. You include the home opener. The Mets averaged over six runs per game at, at City Field yeah, over yeah. the course of this five-game homestand. And to me, it, it's like bizarro world because City Field, the ball never goes anywhere. And all of a sudden... Bombs. It's jumping. Yeah, I just yeah. it makes me wonder what's happening there. And I know Mickey Calloway was asked about it this week. He said, oh, maybe it's something to do with the atmosphere. But it, these are like wet, cold nights the last couple of evenings, and the ball's still flying out of there. I mean, maybe they're storing the baseballs a little differently or something, but it has been weird uh, to see. But I, I also think encouraging, even though the Mets lose two of the five games they play on this homestand, the fact that they are now able to score at home. And they get this monkey off their back. It has become such a big story over the years. They just can't score at City Field. Well, this year they did that, and now it's a whole other issue. What's going on with the pitching right now? Yeah, uh, I mean it's it's not good. It's it's tough because they they penciled it in that or very early in spring training, sometime in February, early February, before he even threw a bullpen session, that Vargas was going to be the fifth starter and. You know, uh, t- we talked about this last week. Tim Riley wrote a wrote a blog post back then, right away. It said, "Why? Why is this guy already given the fifth starter's role? There are guys out there that we can go get if you want to spend some freaking money and bring some arms in here and solidify this lineup, not this lineup, this rotation." Mm-hmm. And they didn't do it. And now they're saying this guy, when when they have him locked in or you know whatever, he's penciled in to start that day. He's only going to get five innings no matter what. Pretty so it's, it's yeah. automatically going to be a bullpen, not bullpen game, but you know, you're going to go to the bullpen automatically. Yeah, they're going to piggyback him six, a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and come on, guys. You're going to tax the bullpen. We know that you can't run these guys every day. They're not workhorses. And unfortunately, we're already seeing early on here that the bullpen is in trouble. Yeah, well, especially when Vargas is coming out of the pen, too. Yeah. And that's part yeah. of it. If you move him into the pen, now you see, well, maybe he's not going to be effective in that role either. And what are you going to do with this guy who's making a lot of money this year? Uh, but you look at that fifth spot, and it's something the Mets, you'd love to see them address. But I feel like now that we're a couple of weeks into the season, Yankee fans are begging for Dallas Keuchel. The Met fans are begging for Dallas Keuchel. Brewers fans are begging for Dallas, right? Like all of these teams around the league now that they have a couple of injuries and they see that the back of the rotation isn't as good as they were hoping when everything was going so well in spring training. Now everybody's looking at, oh, you know, we got to go out and get this guy. But the issue with Keuchel now is he's been on the sideline. He's been watching. He's sitting on his couch. I'm sure he's training, doing these things. But you look in the past of guys that have skipped spring training and tried to ramp up in the minor leagues as quickly as possible. Yeah, and then even when you get there, it's just everything is rushed. And we've seen in the past it's been difficult for a lot of these guys. So even if you sign Keuchel, you don't know how effective he's truly going to be this year. If you sign a multi-year deal, you feel good about him in the future. Uh, But that's one of the questions here, and it's something that the Mets did not address this offseason, and now – I, it's only a matter of time. Somebody's going to get hurt in this rotation. It doesn't have to be serious. You just miss a couple of starts, whether it's you know Mats, DeGrom, Syndergaard, Wheeler. It's just the nature of baseball. And then now you're looking at Vargas as your four, and you're going to Corey Oswalt or yeah, Chris yeah. Flexen, and you're crossing your fingers and hoping. Uh, and who knows? Maybe there is an opportunity for those guys sooner rather than later, even without an injury, if Vargas 
is going to pitch like he did the other night. I mean, I know you heard this the other day. We were both watching the broadcast, and they had Brody in the booth, and Gary hit him with, with the question about adding Keuchel sure. or Krimble, uh, Krimble or Kimble. <laughs> so let's hear what he had to say. As every fan, I'm sure, knows, and I'm sure you're reminded of 30 times a day, there are two pretty good pitchers out on the market in Kimbrell and Keuchel. Do you guys have any interest in those guys? Well, I think any team would have interest in, in great players, and, and those guys, I think, would make any team better. You know, sometimes it's a matter of whether or not uh, whether or not both sides can match up. But, you know, so far from, from my experiences, I've really tried to be uh, open to anything, try to be as creative as possible, but, but also focus on what we have right in front of us, which is making the best 25 guys better here on our club long story short no no (laughs) Uh, a long way of saying no he wants to make the 25 guys on the roster better but you can only you can't make Vargas better he is who he is so if there's a guy out there that's ready to be signed you can get him for a year you have to do it I mean if I was the GM you have to do it Um, I do want to bring up a tweet from your your boy my boy uh, whoever's boy Mr. Salicata because instantly on uh, Tuesday night, he was throwing Darno under the you know, bus. Sal hates Darno. Sal's been <laughs> throwing Darno under the bus for years, and you know listen, this is not on. Darno. He's been more right than wrong uh, because Darno just hasn't been able to stay healthy and live up to the prospect hype that was there years ago, and now that's why but he's a backup. T- but Tuesday is not on Darno. Yeah, you know. I knew when I'm watching the game at Jacob. You're DeGrom, waiting for the tweet. It's the first time in a year and a half that DeGrom is just getting shelled. The yeah. high fastball, the guys are usually swinging through, they're not offering at it. And when he misses his spot and it's down a little bit, they're hitting lasers to the outfield. All of a sudden, City Field, the ball's carrying out of the park. DeGrom gave up three home runs in that game, six runs, four innings, kind of line. Again, we haven't seen the year and a half from Jacob DeGrom, which is just remarkable. And you start thinking, well, what's different about tonight? And the only thing that's different is Travis Darno is there behind the plate. Now, I'm watching the game. I'm looking. DeGrom's not hitting his spots. Right, I don't right. know what a catcher can do about that. Right. It's not as if there were 80 stolen bases out there. But <laughs> this is the way it's going to go. Darno has been hurt. He hasn't been all that effective. He's not thought of as a good defensive catcher in a lot of corners, though. You know, I know you could look at the advanced framing stats and put him in a good spot. Listen, Darno's going to take some of the blame. And I'll tell you what. I'll bet anything. Darno's not catching Jacob Degrom his next time around. It just I, I don't I don't think anybody thinks it's Darno's fault. Someone's got to take the blame, but, I guess. But well, like, but sometimes you that's don't have one it. thing that was different. So why it's, chance it if that is any kind of a small factor for Jacob Degrom, whether it's a lack of comfort or trust or whatever it might be? So I'll guarantee you that Wilson Ramos is catching Degrom next time around. So I won't say there's just nothing and that's it. But it. I, I look at it and say it's unfortunate for Darno because I think this is a case where he's in the wrong spot at the right, wrong right, time right. more than it's his fault that Jacob well, deGrom was suddenly hittable. For it was almost night. like last year, though, like Mazzarocco was his personal catcher. You know, anytime was DeGrom was out. Right, right, right. I mean, but some, I mean, it's a shame. Not a shame, but, you know, someone's, something had to be different, and that was the, that was That's the, it. You, that I, was the difference. There's nothing else. You look at him as a cold, kind of wet. Night, I, I did. Field, I, the ball's jumping out of there for some reason. And some of these things are different. It's a team that Degrom doesn't have a lot of experience against, which usually benefits the pitcher. Yeah, but maybe you know, just something odd about that. But yeah, I mean, Darno is the one thing that's different. So I understand people pointing that finger, even if if you're asking me what I think happened. I think it's 
you know, just one of those nights that DeGrom was truly due for. And he threw a lot of pitches his previous outing uh, in uh, in the early season. It was promising to see Darno throw to second and be pretty pretty spot on with his mark as far as better, as far yeah. as that's concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, one out of nine hundred million <laughs> two thousand and five. He's getting better. We'll see. Hopefully, I mean, you know, it's be hard. Fair, to come it was two out of nine million <laughs> two thousand. It's hard to come back from Tommy John as a pitcher. I don't know how it's really going to react or, or, or work out with him. But uh, last night. The uh, I put a little. I thought it was funny. A pretty good tweet out there when uh, the Twins pitchers could not find the plate, and I was hoping that maybe they were warming up Fifty Cent to come in next because those guys, <laughs> those guys could not could could not throw a strike. I never seen anything like that. And it Gary Gary remarkable. said like this. What did he say? This is crazy. He said something like this is wild or something. Uh, and both of them, it was him and, and Ron in the booth last night. They're like, we have never seen something like this before. Seven straight batters reached either on a walk or a hit batter. Remarkable run after uh, walk after walk, walking in runs. It hadn't happened since the '94 Yankees. That's how long you have to go back for a team that had seven consecutive batters reach base without a hit or an error. You know what it reminded me of? Maybe you. Re- I'm sure you remember this game. 2000 Mets Braves. It was fireworks night at Shea Stadium. Uh-huh. That's the night that Mike Piazza, ten the run three inning. run homer, yeah, ten yeah. run inning. And Terry Mulholland and Kerry Leitenberg, they were walking the ballpark. They had to walk in like two or three runs with the bases loaded in that inning before Alfonso with the big double and then Piazza the home run. That's the only thing I could think of that was like reminiscent of what we saw the other night. But for the starting pitch, Odorizzi's walking guys and then whoever it is came out of the bullpen yeah. and hits Nimmo and it's just walk and walk and walk. That's unbelievable. You, you almost – Almost start feeling bad for guys, but I was you know, scared for Cano. Six runs on two hits, and you think it's a laugher. I'm sure it's <laughs> it's scary enough probably to be standing in the box when a guy's throwing 90s, right? Yeah, when a guy's no throwing 90s, it's and yeah. it's like um, you know uh, a bottle rocket, you don't know where it's going to end up. That was insane. Uh, you know, you know, I'd be nervous just to be standing in the box. The other part of the inning that I liked, it's more of what we've been talking about in the early weeks of this season. The Mets not just swinging for the fences, but Wilson Ramos. The Twins are shifting him towards left in the infield mm-hmm. a bit, and he just takes the ball. The right side is a big hole over there. Boom, two runs are coming in. I love the approach that we've seen from the Mets this year where, yes, they're able to hit home runs. Pete Alonso changing this lineup, five home runs in the first couple of weeks in the season. Michael Conforto has three homers. The long ball has been there, but when there are men on base, you see a, a little bit of a simplified approach like, hey, all I need is a base hit. We're going to score some runs, keep the line moving. I think it's the right way to go about it. I mean, I know we've had Nimmo, – Nimmo's had a pretty rough start of it here. I mean, he did go yard a couple nights ago. Um, not that we have to talk about another team, but how about uh, Davis with the Orioles? He's, he's zero for his oh life, gosh. 52. That's unbelievable. Yeah, what, yeah. what do you do in that yeah, situation? Another 0 for today, yeah, earlier yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah. afternoon, and he's just saying, yeah, it weighs on you. And, you know, he's trying to say, like, oh, you got to trust the process. He said he's th- what else are you going to do? And he's getting booed. He he's threw out his uniform a, a couple money. nights ago. I heard he threw out his uniform after oh. the game. He said, yeah, maybe this is the bad luck charm. Like, his uniform. He's got to throw out a lot of things. I don't know. He's got to <laughs> shave his head. Like, what, what else can you change to try to get something going just – 
He just needs that first hit. And you know he's going to be laughing like a hyena at first base when he finally gets that first hit or home run or whatever it is. But, man, it's – never again, one of those things you never see. I remember Derek Jeter like an 0 for 40 yeah. years ago. And really? Like there were a couple of much? Boo Birds at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, he had a long 0 for uh, – but, you know, with Chris Davis, it's – historic now yeah. and he doesn't quite have the uh you know latitude that Derek Jeter had right, earned right, at that right, point right, right all right so we are going to get to the uh interview I did with KFC I went to the game on Saturday beautiful day first W of the year at City Field um it was Barstool at the park Barstool at the ballpark which is they do their own group outings they've been doing it for a number of years now um it was a really fun chat I had a great time hanging out uh with all the guys and seeing some familiar faces I haven't seen in a while but before we get to the to the interview remember that tonight's share contest from Forever Collectibles. Uh, share right now. It's a big thing. Game of Thrones is coming back this weekend. Yeah! And we have two of these bobbleheads to give away to you guys. All you got to do is click share on Facebook or retweet on uh, Twitter or Periscope. So uh, we'll, be, we'll be back after this little chat with uh, Kevin KFC Clancy. This might not be the best spot right underneath these freaking speakers, but... Uh, we'll make it work. We're going to make it work. As always. That's Matt's life. Make it work. Figure out a way. All right. So I got a little intro here. I'm not as polished as you. I know you do this for a living. I mean, So this is a little, little side hustle, a little side gig for yeah, me. So. All right. If you're a Mets fan and tweetster, you probably know my next guest, or at least follow him on Twitter. Maybe, maybe not. He cancels the season mm -hmm. each year by around the All-Star break. At the latest. And is one of the most prominent Mets faces in the Barstool Sports office. Blogger, writer, podcast pioneer, at least in the in the Barstool world. Media and serious radio personality. It's Mr. Kevin KFC Clancy. What's up, dude? How we doing, brother? We're doing all right. Appreciate you having me out. We are, well, you're kind of having me out. Today's That's Barstool true. at the park. <laughs> yeah, you are my guest today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, City Field, we're here. It's a new season. I am one of the most optimistic Mets fans I know, and you might be one of the most pessimistic Mets fans I know. What led you down this path of misery, and how did you become a Mets fan? Well, those are two different questions. <laughs> How did I become a Mets fan? My grandfather passed it on to my mom, who passed it on to me. My dad's not much of a sports guy, more of like a cars guy. That's his like guy thing. Sports not so much. But my mom, hardcore Mets fan, she passed it on to me. And now I'm stuck with it. How did I go down this path of misery? Yeah. Well, not me. It's the fucking team, man. They led me down this path of misery, dude. I mean, certain things you can't help. I I always said the Mets, I didn't choose the Mets life. The Mets life chose me. And after 34 years of it, I can't be as optimistic as you are. I don't know how you do it, bro. I don't know how I do it either. I, you know, it's 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 kind of like we're in the same boat as far as family's concerned. That's the reason why I'm a Mets fan. It's why a lot of people that are here are Mets fans. It's a family tradition. I have a kid. You have yeah, you're two. You raising your girl a Mets fan? She has no choice. Yeah, you got it. I mean, I don't know if, if you're kind of the same as me. Your daughter's name is Shay. Is that is that because of Shay Stadium? And it depends on who you ask. So my my uh, the kid's mother's aunt. She said, "Why don't you name the baby Shay?" And I like perked up at dinner. I'm like, "Oh my god, yeah, is that possible?" And I'm thinking, "There's no shot." And uh, their mom was like, "Yeah, you know, it's a cute Irish name. I like it." So she likes it for that reason. And I'm like, "Yeah, no, Mets Shay Stadium. Yeah, no, no, no doubt, Flushing. Yeah." yeah. So depending on who you ask, but I mean, honestly, I thought about I, it's been a long road, man. It's a long, hard road being a Mets fan. They're going to end up Mets fans. I know that. But I, there was there was a time where I thought to myself, just don't be a Yankee fan. Don't be a Philly fan. 
and then you can pick whatever. But I know where they're going to end up. They'll well, be sitting right here with me. You know, they'll be consoling the season by Mother's Day when they're 15, too, or whatever. Well, let's hope let's hope that uh, our daughters actually are both Mets fans because I don't know what I would do if she like decided to go on a different path. Kids, you know they you're, revolt. You're in deep though. You're in I real in deep. deep. You know, I like deep. like I mean, I'm a diehard, but this is your life now. If for you, if your daughter was not repping orange and blue, it would be it would be a problem. But you're right, kids do they rebel? Like I know parents, I know guys who are like diehard Giants fans, and they and my friends were like anything but. You know, I like Packers, Vikings, like weird rivalries and like. I don't know, though. I feel like if you rebel that hard against your parents, something's going on. Right? She's, she's just about to turn four, but she already knows, like, dad makes Mets clothes. Like, she said it today at, at breakfast. She's like, what are you doing yeah. today? I'm like, I'm going to the Mets game. I got to, you know, kind of do this work thing. She's like, oh, Mets clothes. Like, right. she, know, she knows what's up. So you like the shoes on your feet, baby? Well, yeah. uh, let's go Mets then. <laughs> you, like, you like going to dance, like going to swim? Right. Yeah, this is, this is how it happens, you know? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the office. Uh, you aren't the only Mets fan there. Right. Who else uh, likes the team that's a Barstool employee? Uh, I mean, my guy Clem is, has been there through me through thick and thin. Been there with me through thick and thin. Long time coming. He's a little more optimistic. He's a little more like yourself. Uh, but I know that he's faking it. He, he, he's faking the optimism, but he knows deep down that we're always stuck with, uh, you know, LOL Mets type life. Uh, Frank Fleming, of course, he became a, uh, you know, a famous super fan. He's a part-time uh, guy at Barstool, so he, he's in with the crowd. My guy, Glenny Balls. Uh, there's a few Mets fans floating around. Ranging anywhere from you know somewhat optimistic to as pessimistic as I am, but uh, you know, growing up, like all my friends were Yankee fans. I grew up in the Bronx. I was like behind enemy lines, and so other than my brother and my mom, I was I was never watching games with like anybody. It was just us. So to even have a few guys at the office that we I watch with or commiserate with, it's it's like pretty new for me all things considered i'm sure frank is here we gotta go find him and rip the soda out of his hand that he's drinking i mean we gotta get him off the soda he's trying to take this diet thing serious but if you can't give up soda you're not that serious i mean he said he's like if i die i die he pulled a rocky he yeah. pulled drago if he dies he no, dies I think he actually said yeah i have diabetes it's no big deal that it is a big deal that's a really big deal Frank, if you're watching, laughing, but it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've definitely got to quit the soda, Frank. <clears throat> so, listen, I'm going to just uh, bring this up because it's, you guys are no strangers to controversy. Right. You're, you're, uh, you get your fair share of hate on the internet. For sure. Um, you know, for, for some re- you know, not for some reason, but it's weird. If you say you, you like Barstool, you're almost painted in the same brush as your misogynistic, your race, yep. whatever, whatever yep. you may be. Yep. So, you know, I'm, I, I consider myself a stoolie. I've been reading the site for a long time. I know you and I have, you know, we kind of met because of the seven line and started talking online because of that. Right. So it's unfortunate that the amount of people who love the site, love the brand, love you guys also get painted in the same brush as you are X, Y, Z because you like the brand. Correct. So are you guys ever, I mean, I know that controversy is also kind of good for the site. Yeah. It's good for clicks. It's good for listens on, on the podcast and, and on Sirius. People kind of, like, myself included, if there's some kind of beef going on, I tune in. Yeah. I tune in to Barstool no Radio. Th- yeah. I mean, no such thing as bad publicity. But are you guys if ever like, wants to beat you up, it's, there's a, you know, yeah, 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 it's yeah. good for business. I hear you, but. But it's got to be tiring. So is it, are you guys, it's kind of always on the defense how sick of you guys are that yeah i mean at some point you reach you reach a point in your career at barstool where you realize the people who like you like you they get it they understand it you have a like-minded sense of humor they get that it's all about jokes it's all about sports it's all about hanging out and just being like 
like not taking things too seriously. And the people who don't, the people who really don't like it, they don't have the same sense of humor, they're offended by it, you're never gonna convince them. So the people who are down are down, the people who are not are not, and I, I'm at the point where I, I'm not trying to convert anybody. I used to kind of take it personal. I used to kind of say like, you know, come hang out with me, come out to an event. Like, I promise you, you'll have a good time. We drink some beers, we watch the Mets, we hang out. I, I, whatever you think about me and the jokes I make online, I bet if you hang out with me for 20 minutes, you'll realize that, you know, I'm not a bad person, I'm not misogynistic, I'm not hateful, whatever. Uh, and then eventually it just like, I think people either realize that or they don't. And there's no sense in bashing your head against the wall. You know what I mean? No, I feel the same way. And like I was telling someone I was coming up to talk to you today and they're not a fan of Barstool, but like they're, they're a boy of mine. And I was even saying, it's like the same thing. Like if you take it for what it's worth, you take it for, it's like, it's a comedy site. I mean, it's Barstool Sports. You guys barely talk about sports. No. Uh, we talked on, about dropping that, to be honest. We talked about being just Barstool. Barstool. Because it's a comedy site at this point. But yeah. 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 So if you take it that way and it's like, listen, I take it for what it's worth. I think it's funny. I think a lot of the jokes are funny. But like you just said, if you hang out with people in person rather than just reading their tweets, it's, it's a different world. And Twitter's not real life. No, it really isn't. And and neither is like humor and comedy. Like the way that I the way that I crack jokes and the things that I'll say about current events and athletes and whatever's in the news is is honestly different from if you're sitting here face to face hanging out with me sitting down. Not to say that we're phony, but there's a different level of like I am trying to be entertaining, I'm trying to be funny, and when I know when to be respectful and I know when to shut the fuck up basically. Yeah. yeah. And uh I sorry, can I curse on this? No, yeah, of yeah, course. Sorry. Uh uh you know, yeah, I, I mean I saw some seven line guys being like, you know, Barcelona trash why are you associating with them and and i i would love them to come out and sit at you know uh, a barstool the ballpark or if i come out to a seven line game like say what's up but i do also get that you're not gonna be able to meet every single person in person that you follow online and that you read online and that you listen to on a podcast so if what i put out there as a uh, entertainer does not jive with you all good. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, and I, I really genuinely believe if you hung out with me or anybody at Barstool, it wouldn't be the same, you know, the same hate or the same vibe. But I also get that you're not going to really be able to do that. So it is what it is. And also there's some things that people just don't realize that's shtick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you watch uh, after whatever the last beef was, Dave put up uh, part two of the uh, the documentary for free online. And I, I yep. watched, I don't have Barstool Gold, but I watched part two. And just to watch the roots of the whole thing and him and his, I don't know if they're separated, but him and his ex wife or whatever yep she's like basically crying at the end I of the know. thing being I like know. he loves this this is what his passion is whatever and dave is who dave is i mean you talk about it a lot like dave's a dick whatever but like deep down i think that all of you guys have a, a nice good bone in your body but unfortunately the way it comes off is you guys are labeled as as this and it's unfortunate but yeah i mean listen uh sense of humors are you know they vary and like yeah. what i find funny is is a little bit abrasive and sometimes crass but I really do just genuinely find that funny. And if you don't, you're going to hate me for it. And if you do, we're all going to laugh together. It is what it is. I don't know who it is, but I read a tweet the other day and it said, um, can you believe that the generation that grew up on Family Guy is this sensitive? <laughs> you know, like true. we're all kind of at that in that generation, it's that era true, where like dude. you could say some shit on TV and it's funny. But if you write it as a tweet, as a, as a person, not it's a show, it's so it's true. wrong. Like, what, why is that wrong? The, the, the medium and where the venue, like if I say some of the stuff I said at a stand up at, at a club as a stand up comic. People wouldn't, they'd laugh and they wouldn't even think twice. You put it in the written word or you say it on a podcast where it's, you sound like a little more personal and the world goes crazy. The difference, I'm like 10 years in the game this August, 2009 to now. I mean, if I was still saying the stuff I was saying back then, you think that there's problems now? If I was still talking like I used to talk? Holy shit, man. <laughs> so like I, I mentioned in the beginning about like me saying I'm a stoolie. Yeah. Do you think that certain athletes or 
uh, personalities or, or celebrities are nervous to admit that they are because like a guy like Bryce Harper can throw on the sweatshirt yeah, the quilted whatever. Viva whatever yeah. whatever that line is um, we'll talk about that later actually which I think is very impressive but the um, you know he'll wear it and, and show the logo and he doesn't care because that's that's part of his brand now but I right. think some people are kind of hesitant on yeah, definitely. Ad- admitting definitely I mean especially within the world of baseball we're seeing it now uh, my guy Jared who I host radio with every day he has a show called Starting Nine him and Dallas Braden retired A's pitcher and uh, they're starting to make inroads in the baseball world because I mean Major League Baseball they're so stupid sometimes they can't get out of their own way and, and these guys there are charismatic guys. There are guys who want to grow their brand. There are guys who want to do stuff online. It's one of the greatest tools that humankind has ever been given. You look at a guy like Alex Bregman and the stuff he's doing, the videos he's making, the persona he's creating is incredible for him. And I'm sure he's going to make money off it and and, and be happy about it. Like you know, the the, the, the opportunity is through the roof. But uh, there's definitely people who you know they they know our brand of humor. They know that we push push the envelope and because of agents because of publicists because of sometimes their own uh, their own cautiousness they're you know they're a little hesitant but again once you get to know us once you see what we're about I think a lot of people realize there's no there's no hate involved there's no we're not we're not out here to try to hate anybody you know sometimes we, we, we're trying to make you laugh and sometimes we go too far but there's no like malicious there's no ill will and once people realize that they get down with us and they realize that we're one of the best tools to grow their brand. Yeah, there's a drop on Sirius. I think it's uh, Big Cat. He's like, if you just do a little research and find out who we are first and then make your judgment, fine. But at least, like, give it a shot. Right. And but like I said before, people don't do research. I don't do research. So <laughs> if, 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 you don't, if you don't do your research and you don't like us, I get it. But just know that if you were to, you would be like, oh, shit, this guy's just like me. You know, maybe we don't, maybe I wouldn't say that out loud or online or in front of 100,000 people. But I get it. Right. So you said uh, 10 years in the game now. That's with Barstool, right? 10 years with Barstool. Yeah, yep. uh, A lot's changed in the past 10 years. But you're one of like the founding, we say founding fathers, core yeah, four founding members. We st- I started in New York. So when, once we expanded to new cities, I was the one who started Barstool New York along with my guy, uh, Keith K. Marco. But there wasn't that many employees. You were like one of what, like 12? Yeah, I mean, Dave Dave started up in Boston, and there he had like a Patriots writer and a Bruins writer and a couple guys who used to write for him uh, for the newspaper. I want to make sure I, I pay homage to those guys. But as far as like the Barstool you know now, uh, you know, one of four, three, I think I was the third employee. Well, ho- hopefully you know. when... Uh I think what fifty one percent churning churning got. Yeah. Hopefully, when the deal was the, the ink was dry, uh, you know your names are in there as uh, you yeah, know. Yeah, we got a little something. All right, good, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> Steven Matz, another strike out here, looking good. Um, all right, so let's talk about the the whole merger. Things things change. You know, when I signed my licensing deal with Major League Baseball, I couldn't sleep for a month. Uh, it was actually a year in the in the works. So 2013-ish, I knew this was probably going to be happening. And I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. I wasn't sure if this was the right decision because, you know, perception's everything, and I don't want the fans to look at me like, oh, this guy sold out. I mean, to this day, I still own 100% of the business. Uh, every decision that's made is is mine or uh, Lizzie works for me. So were you guys, were you specifically nervous when this was happening that things were going to change too much and your OG stoolies were going to, like, kind of get turned off by it? No. Well, before I, before I do that, I got to give you props because what you've grown here and what you've done from being literally just one guy – 
as a fan to growing it to a merch brand, a outing brand, a, a beer brand. I mean, it's incredible. And the way you've done it, you kept it real. And I think that's the most important part. And when uh, the churning group came along, big Hollywood media group, you know, uh, the, 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 like the number one thing Dave, our founder, said was we have to still maintain control of our content. And I never even questioned him on that. Like I wasn't, I wasn't at the negotiating table. I don't. It's above my pay grade. But I never even, never even considered that he would not do it that way. You know, the way that the way that that deal went down was like they're gonna they're gonna get involved. Of course, some things are gonna change in a good way. We're gonna have some money to fucking, you know, to, to hire new people and to have materials and and uh, get a new office. But. Uh, I was pretty confident that we would never change our content, and we—I I mean, we have not changed because of churning. I think, like I just said, 10 years ago, I was saying things that I don't say now that has nothing to do with churning. That has to do with the world. If I say certain things now, it's just not—it's re not received the same way. But there's never once been a, a decree from above like, don't say this, don't say that. These kind of jokes are off limits. Uh, so I think as best as anybody can, we've kept it real despite growing. Has there been anything that was like hard to kind of get used to? Because like the, the brand has grown like tr tremendously. What was that three or four years ago? Whenever the deal went down, yeah. you're already going to be moving into a new a new office. Yeah. And the, the current one, I've I've been there once actually. The first time, actually more than once, but the first time I showed up, I was expecting it to be like a madhouse, like I a know, fucking wild like that. frat house. Like the doors open from the elevator and everyone's like sitting everyone's quietly working. working. I know. So you see that when the cameras are off, everyone's like, all right, let's Listen, get our there, fucking work done. But two, There are two very big misconceptions, well, many big misconceptions about Arsenal, but two main ones are one that we are like constantly partying, that we're like frat boys who are like doing keg stands all day long and we're not. I mean, we're working. You know what I mean? Like we, like it's, it's, it's a grind and that's the other misconception is that the job is easy and that it's like Oh, you just watch sports and talk about chicks, and it's like, I mean, yeah, sure. If you want to boil it, you can boil any job down to like that. Right. Like, bottom line is, we're working a lot of hours, a lot of time, a lot of effort. Uh, it's not easy. It's you know, it's stressful. Public opinion. You got to worry. So yeah, when you walk in our office, it's an office. We're working. Um, but yeah, we're, we're moving out already. So uh, we are growing. We are growing. But. Um, I don't think anything has changed. Like what's changed for me? I, we're under one roof, so now I like me and Dave Portnoy used to talk once a day for about 30 minutes over Skype, huh. and we would be like, "Fuck you, no, fuck you." We'd argue about Deflategate. Yeah. We go at each other, and then the computer would shut, and that's it. I go right, back to my regular right, life. Right, he goes right. back to his. Now we're all on, under Your one roof. Was crazy, you know? man. You got shit going on all oh, day, day, dude. All day, but you're never really like off the clock. Like even when you're like bullshit at home, you know, uh, live tweeting a fucking award show. You're That's constantly thing. Yeah. fucking working. I mean, like it, you're I, very open book. Like you've been uh, always been very open too book. Open. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it is what it is at this yeah. point. But like, you know, not to not to downplay anything that's happened in your life for the past couple of years. But like, you're very open. Everyone knows who you are. But you're always on the fucking clock. Yeah. I mean, like. Get in the morning. We're recording our Snapchat show. Write a blog. Do some prep. By the afternoon, I'm on the radio. After the radio, I'm doing the podcast. After that, I'm doing rundown. And then uh, after that, the Mets are on. Yeah. And if I want to be like a Mets personality, like you said, I got to be live tweeting the Mets, and I got to be talking about whatever you know Mets, Nets, uh, uh, Jets events going on. And like, it's a 24/7 thing, no doubt. And it's something 
I mean, you know, they always say like, don't mix business with pleasure. And it's like, well, that's exactly what we do. Right. I take everything that's ever made me happy or, or very sad. <laughs> yeah. And I've just made it my business. And it's, it's very cool to make money off it and to have a career out of it. It's also, you know, sometimes it's, sometimes you want to not have to tweet a live ga uh, game or whatever right, it may right, be. Right. So it's a balancing act. So it's kind of a weird question to bring up because I was, I was completely wrong about this. I texted you when the, um, what do they call themselves? The Call Me Daddy Girls. Yeah. Because we're at, we're at City Field. We're going to have to talk about this. Mm -hmm. When the Call Me Daddy Girls <laughs> got hired, I was wrong. I was like, this isn't going to last. Right. I'm like, this is, this is uh, I don't know, what is this? Is she just getting hired because she dated Noah Syndergaard? Right. And they're fucking huge now. The monster, right? Monster. I was wrong. I was Dude. wrong about that. Monsters. I can't, I, I, I was wrong to an extent too. I mean, they're pretty girls. They're funny. They're talented. She, Alexandra had a vlog ahead of time. Uh, she started to do a couple podcasts before she started with Barstool. They definitely were hungry and wanted it. And, you know, but if you even get to the point where you're kind of in the conversation with us, you know, you're making some waves and you're doing something right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not like it just materialized out of thin air. But that being said, <laughs> did I ever expect them to be literally the fastest growing podcast in the game maybe like the fastest growing podcast ever like you look up at the fucking charts and it's call me daddy call her daddy and uh joe rogan you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like crazy well you got pretty girls talking about some raw shit people are going to tune in yeah you know, i mean they, and, they, good and formula. you talk about being an open book and keeping it real yeah those girls pull no punches man so they, what about that, like then, it because like how is it you have a relationship with with a lot of the players here uh syndergaard's been a guest on your show not to you know i mean it should happen people break up right but does that kind of tarnish anything a relationship not that you care really being about best friends with these fucking guys these players but right. it's good to have a guy who's Syndergaard on your side as far yeah, as the uh, concerned yeah. and you hire his ex-girl like what happens then yeah I mean it's a very fine it's like a, a balancing act because I, I, I don't like getting to know guys because I like to be very real about my fanhood you know yeah 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 I'm not I'm not here to like write, you know, I'm not, I'm not a journalist. I'm not a baseball stats guy. I'm not talking about your performance. I'm talking about from a fan's point of view. And if you're playing like shit or if the team is terrible, I want to be, be able to, I, yeah, a hundred percent. And that's like first and foremost, what I always make sure I do. You get to know somebody, it's a little different. Like I said, you get to know me, you're not going to hate me as much. If I get to know somebody on the field, well, when they go out there and have a bad outing, I'm going to be a little more inclined to be like, well, uh, you know, uh, whatever, just don't worry about that. But he wears our shirt, so we got to be a little nice. Yeah, you're yeah, right, right, right. And so, you know, once the friendship, personal element comes in, it definitely changes things. You hire somebody, somebody's ex-girlfriend. I, mean, I, I don't think my guy Thor is too happy. <laughs> I don't think he's exactly, uh, you know, knocking on Barstool's door anymore the way he maybe once was. So. But you brought up a good point about, you know, uh, kind of almost seeing behind the curtain. You don't want to know too much. Kind of ruins it for you. I had an experience like that pretty early on with this, where I met a player who I thought was going to be like the man. He was a dick. I'm not going to, you know, say his name. name Come name. on, Ron Darling, say his name. <laughs> but you know, that's that's almost like a. It's it's cool that you get access to a lot of shit. Like you meet a lot of players. Like even through Rough and Rowdy yeah. down in uh, down in um, the Super Bowl, like Don Donald, Donald, like, Donald, all yeah. these guys were there. So it would suck as a fan of these guys and fan of the teams to find out that they're dicks. Yep. So the access is cool, and it's also bad in some aspect, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I've had. Uh, well, I don't.
don't want to say names either, yeah, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, a catcher for the Mets who I once really revered. As I was actually in college. I was working as a beat reporter. I asked him a question he didn't like, and he, he was not happy about it. I was like, oh, shit. Like, okay, I'm sorry. You know I mean, it changes things. It, it's it's definitely a, a, but it's a fine line when you're you're not really media. You're not really, profe- you know. It's like we're still just guys hanging out. Did, so. he, uh, did he threaten to throw you through a table or no? <laughs> no, the Mets, the Mets catcher I'm talking about was, you know, he, he told me to let the catch the question, but uh, he didn't go action Bronson on me. All right, so let's talk about the whole console thing. Yeah. Because um, I alluded this into the jump here, but you cancel or console the season pretty early on. I mean, yep. you, you kind of not give up on the team, but. I've been right like 99.9% of my life. Yeah, but did you, did you console the 2015 Mets? No, but what I did, I wrote a blog. All right, let me give a little background. So console means cancel, but uh, a producer, a former producer of one of the Barstool shows. His name is the Jay Hay Kid. You can follow him on Twitter. Great baseball guy. He had a friend, great guy also, but he's borderline illiterate. <laughs> and this guy, every time he texts, every time he emails, he just spells everything wrong. And it was, they were actually um, Indians fans in Cleveland. This goes way back. So they were rooting for CeCe Sabathia as an Indian, and he got traded to the Brewers. And they said, that's it. Cancel the season. Yeah. And the way he texted it, it was console the season. <laughs> S-A-E. So console the season became the mantra for any time your team or anything is over. The, the minute you can pinpoint, like, that's it. We're fucked. Console the season. And then it just kind of became the it's console. Weird, though, with, like, predictable text and shit, like, how that wasn't just, like, fixed. Well, I mean, listen, that was, like, 08 when okay, CC okay, got okay. traded. Like, okay. I mean, that was, yeah, 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 right. it's it's old school. So, uh, console the season kind of became the mantra. And, unfortunately, being a Mets, Jets, Knicks, somewhat Islanders fan, we're often canceling the season. And uh, I, the 2015 year, I wrote a blog at, like, right around the All-Star break. And I said, console the size and I put an asterisk and in the blog I said unless they make a move yeah. like this team is there like there's some good parts and the pitching is awesome but they're lacking offense if they make a move for a bat and then they got Cespedes and they made the move Kelly Johnson and Juan Uribe and it was like see I told you but I didn't pull the trigger on that one yeah, 2015 was sick. I mean, that... Hey. Fuck, he's good! What's yeah, up, man? Bro, what are you doing, brother? What's the word? What's the word? Yo, can I get a picture of that ass? Yeah, for sure. Let me finish this up, and I'll, I'll take a picture. All right, man? All good. <laughs> All right, so 2015, uh, end of the year, yeah, nobody could have predicted that, but to go from from where they were, like kind of like dead in the water after that 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 walk off, not walk off loss, they played here against the Padres, and the next oh day, the, my god, that was the night before, the day after the crying incident, and everything, yep. you know, everything kind of like the 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 switch was flipped after mm-hmm. that weekend against the Nationals, and then mm-hmm. we know what happened next, but. Um, you, your brother's also a big Mets fan, right? Yeah. So I remember d- 2015, you guys were sitting over the dugout. You're yelling at the fucking players. You're wearing one of our snapbacks. I'm sure um, I had the shirt Portnoy too. probably wasn't too happy I about that. I had a hat and the shirt on. You would have thought I worked for Seven Line and not Barstool. <laughs> he was like, "Are you, you're, you're head to toe in someone else's merch at a fucking game. I was like, listen, I'm a Seven Line guy. What do you want to tell you? <laughs> so uh, the season's only a little bit over a week old. Uh, Mets are 5-2. and two. I don't know when we're going to put this up, but for the time being, the Mets are 5-2. and two. I'm always drinking the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. You're more realistic. Mm-hmm. Last year, Mets started 11 and one. We all yep, know what happened yep, then. Yep, yep, How are you yep. feeling about this team this year? I am oddly optimistic. And <laughs> no I don't way. know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know why. Part of me just feels like the pitching is finally going to come together and everyone's going to click. I like some of the new bats. As much as I was kind of against it and very cautious, Brody 
is like he's getting to me. I'm drinking the Brody Kool Aid a little bit. I remember when they signed I, that. You're like a fucking agent. Agent. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? But like, I don't know what he did to get the to get the the Will Pond's ear, the Will Pond's wallet. But they're they're, they're a little more aggressive. I would have. Lo- I mean, this team right now, if you made a big splash, including a guy like Machado or something like that, yeah, I think yeah, would yeah. be fucking great. Uh, but I'm a little higher than usual. I don't know why. But famous last words, man. Well, yeah, I, I mean, don't if, know. If the Mets could win the championship in April, t- championship in April we'd, we'd be yeah, uh, we're opening day all stars, baby. <laughs> or just delete June last year, uh, and then we'd be all right. But um, yeah, I know the other day you picked uh, JD as like your guy. Yeah. And then the next day, the fucking guy came breaking out. So yeah, you know. I, every there's always a guy like like Jay Payton is famously like that team '99, 2000, loaded with stars and great. But I love Jay Payton. I always kind of gravitate towards like Bartolo was my guy and even Juan Uribe and I have hopes that maybe J.D. Davis is that guy I think you guys were more enamored by Uribe for other reasons yeah. the cocaine in his I think the ladies but. are I don't know about us <laughs> well it's a fun topic on the internet at least so uh, you do design a lot of t-shirts also Mets related t-shirts um, I try I, I, I emulate you bro well, there's only so much we can get away with right yep. mean, yeah that is true yeah. I do feel bad You're, you got the handcuffs on right. we can make shit we can put it up real quick we'll, we'll get the slap on the wrist but we put them up and let it right, fly right. so so, uh, I'm not talking about most popular as far as sales are concerned, but do you have a favorite shirt that you've designed or that you guys have put out that's match related? I think I kind of know what it is. Uh, I mean... I think they're kind of one and the same. The Big Sexy shirts were really... Like, Big Sexy was something that, that I started, and the fact that it, it went, like, viral and got outside the Barstool bubble, and the guys, like, at the MLB Network, like, Major League Baseball was tweeting it. MLB Network was calling him Big Sexy, having no idea that that was a Barstool thing, which is funny. Whenever the Barstool haters don't know there's something that's Barstool, yeah. like, you're calling him Big Sexy. Guess where that started, guys? <laughs> but the, the, uh, the, the Big Sexy one was cool. During the 2015 run, we did, we made, like, an a Apple logo that I really liked. We did we, we totally bit your uh, the catcher neon shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, and we yeah, did yeah. an LGM in the neon a- that I liked. Uh, so there's been a couple cool mesh designs over the year, but the one that really hit and went like out, like I people started making bootleg ones. That's when you know you got a hit. Well, that th- was the big sexy Bartolo show. I was going to say, I, th- I thought it was last year with the middle finger. Oh, that was good. Yes, that was great. Yeah, you know what? That's I, a good which one. Which I still don't know how that wasn't taken down immediately. I don't know how we I got away with that one like, too. Right, like, dude, right, no. this is like, you better make your money I, I today because it's coming said, down. That's what I said. I, I was talking to my boss, Erica. I said, we'll get 24 hours out of this, but we're going to fucking kill it. And we that was so symbolic, man. If yeah. you've ever rooted for the Mets, if you've ever <laughs> lived and died with this team, that was just, that was a great one for sure. And uh, we did a, a Bartolo uh, home run commemorative. It was like a Jordan logo, him swinging the bat. And it said like Peco Park. 300 feet, whatever, you know, whatever yeah, the exact yeah, yeah, yeah. stats were of his home run. That, Can you that one's we near to my heart. That? Oh, that's right. That was an outing. That, see, that's like unbelievable. Somehow, some way, God's a Mets fan. I don't know. He hasn't been helping not us always, out down here, always. but on that day, he was. And that kid got the tattoo right after it, too. Yeah. He said it. He said it to me in the bar before the game. He goes, if Bartolo Cologne ever hits a home run, I'm going to get a Bartolo Cologne tattoo. An hour later, the fucking thing happened. <laughs> unbelievable. Amazing. Amazing. So let's keep uh, talking about the merch. Um, the Viva line. Which is like the barstool, like premium stuff. Yeah, that's under your umbrella. That's your stuff, or what? Yep, yep, yeah. So, uh, I mean, we we made our bones for years making, uh, you know, the goat T-shirts, making 
funny slogans, sports shirts, whatever. And uh, but it got to the point where I was like, I think we can make some real clothes out of this, like stuff that you would wear to the bar, stuff that you would wear out at night, stuff that you would wear, you know. Uh, just hanging out, not just like to a game or to be funny. And so uh, me and my guy Feidelberg, we linked up with this guy Rich Franklin out in Brooklyn. And uh, we just made a line of hoodies and joggers, Henleys, hoodies, T-shirts. And it's, you know, it's, we kind of m- like minimize the branding. just says Viva instead of like yeah, a yeah, giant yeah. bar stool. And it's a little bit streetwear. It's like streetwear if you're not like totally streetwear kind of right, guy. Right, right. And we made it, you know, the way I kind of do bar stool is more the lifestyle side of things. Uh, a lot of people focus in on the sports aspect. I'm more kind of like, this is just how I live. This is what I find funny and what I like. And these are the clothes I like to wear. And it's 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 been a hit. I mean, people are uh, people have really it's resonated with people. Like you said, a lot of people um, buy the funny barstool merch, the funny T-shirts, whatever. Were you surprised in the beginning when you first came out with this stuff? It's a little bit more expensive. It's nicer. It's premium. It's cut and sew. Yeah. They were going to spend the money. Were you surprised? Um, At that point, I had seen enough of people coming out to events, people paying money for, like, the the moment I knew, years ago, we sold uh, lacrosse pennies, Uh and they were numbered one through 100, and they were $100 each. They were literally just practice pennies, and they sold out like that. Yeah. And granted, that was only 100, and that was, like, our diehard fans, but the writing was on the wall that people were there to spend more than they had been on merch. And uh, so I remember pushing, I think our first hoodie was like 65 bucks. Like it was this quilted material, like you said, though, cut and sew, real nice. And, and there, was, there was some skeptics within Barstool, like, no one's going to pay. You know, our, our T-shirts are $25. No one's going right, to pay $65. Right, right. It's like, just wait. And we put our first one out. It was the middle of the summer. It was 97 degrees. And we sold like a thousand hoodies in a day and I yeah. was like I told you that's you know? well it's tough it's tough to educate educate your customers or your fans like even with us like we make like more expensive jackets and people are like well I could buy a jacket from Models for 100 bucks why would I buy yours for 165 yeah, like, look at this one it's fire <laughs> it's limited edition it's yes. handmade in fucking Queens yes. like there's Quality. a reason behind it's, not it's not gonna fall apart it's like yeah I know and again like I said about the Barstool fans and if that's not for you and you don't want to spend that money? Yeah. Fine. But I promise you, it's a lot of people who will. I say the same shit. I'm like, you know what? There's a reason behind it. If you don't want to spend, don't spend. I mean, I'm not going to convince you otherwise. Right. But, um, all right. So let's uh, get into a couple of this or that. So I know like you guys do a lot of hypotheticals yes, on your sir. shows. Um, which is also, is, is I do want to bring up, Barstool Sports, like we talked about before, you are a sports guy. You go on the fan. You sit down with Evan. Oh, you yeah. know your shit. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But a lot of your shows have nothing to do with sports. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I will, I will casually... Uh, there's your boy Pete Alonzo. Nice My double there. My guy, Pete Kong. Let's go. <laughs> uh, this kid. This kid. <laughs> I am drinking His the first, Kool-Aid on him, bro. First city field hit. Pete Alonzo. Let's nice double there. Go. Yeah, um, I do know my sports. I know my New York sports. I'm not a guy, like, I don't watch on, on Sunday in the NFL. I'm not watching every game. I'm watching my Jets. I'm watching my Mets. Like, I know about my teams, and I do know them through and through. But, uh, you know, when in the Barcelona world, you get compared to other, other bloggers, and there are guys who know every team, every sport. They live and die. They gamble. They bet it. They watch it. They know it more than I do. So I'm, resor- I'm regarded as the guy who doesn't know anything, but nah, whatever. It's fine. Uh, I'm, I'm here to make people laugh and if I can if I can integrate my teams a little bit so that I can watch the Mets and get paid for it like so be it alright so let's talk about your teams for a second because it's a little this or that I think I know the answer but 
the Mets can win the World Series or the Jets can win the Super Bowl? I mean, not even a question, dude. I would take, I'll take the Mets World Series over like 50 Jets Super Bowls. Like what it's not like, even a question. All right, so they win. They win and it's over. And like the next year, it's like, we're never going to have the dynasty. We're never, I know no. as a Mets fan, we're never going to have like the five years in a row. The we'll sneak row. one in maybe if we're lucky and that's it. Yeah. All right, so people that are watching this or listening afterwards might not know how much you like to spend time indoors. So a little of this or that, $10,000 cash to go camping for a weekend or $500 cash to stay home and do nothing. I need the money right now, bro. <laughs> I'll take the 10K. 10K to go camping. Like, like deep, grimy. No, just like, camping. Just go camping. Yeah, regular camping. I got a tent. I'm actually surprised you're even here right now. Like, dude, we're outside. It's a nice day. You're not saying it's April. It's too cold. <laughs> it is a beautiful day. We got blessed. If you give me, like, a, enough, you know, like a tent and a sleeping bag, 10K. Okay. Maybe you do camping. You can, like, get Postmates to your tent or some shit. If I'm, in, if I'm, if I'm within the Postmates, uh... If I'm within the Postmates, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. All right, so one more. Just as this place near and dear to my heart that I know you love as well. You could spend a weekend at the Bordy Barn or a weekend at the Jersey Shore. Ooh. With, like, a, your tight crew, like whoever yeah, you want to yeah, bring yeah, to yeah. both yeah. spots. This, this is... Usually you're one or the other. Like, people are from Long Island, they're like, fuck the Jersey Shore. Or if you're a Jersey guy, you think that Long Island's bougie. I, I grew up in Westchester. I'm in the Bronx. I'm in the middle. I did both. I love both. Love the Jersey Shore, but the Bordy Barn. <laughs> I mean, that, there's only one place like that on the planet Earth, and it's the Bordy Barn. Well, I think we should go this summer at least uh, once. You want to make an outing? You want to do it? Two washed-up dads doing it? <laughs> we still got I'm it down. in you? I'm down. We don't, right, we don't have to go. wait online. Right, right. Cut but the line, go right in. VIP. All right, let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. So, Kev, I'd say good luck, but I feel like every time I look up, Barstool's <laughs> just doing more bigger and better things. And um, it's, it's one thing to be... Uh, successful, but it's another thing to be successful and hated on. And I think if the haters ever go away, it means you guys are doing something That's wrong. Fact. So keep doing what you're doing. I'll keep supporting. And uh, yeah, thanks, man, I thanks appreciate for being the on, support. Man. Like I said, I mean, we, we did kind of come up together in a way. I feel like uh, the, uh, the first I heard of you, uh, you know, things were much different for the Seven Line. And to watch uh, Seven Line grow and all the Seven Line Army, the way you guys have repped the team and grown uh, to take it on the road and everything like that, it's been very cool as a Mets fan. Business business aside. My business is incredible, but even as a Mets fan, it's uh, it's been very cool to watch. So thanks a lot. Thanks, dude. You actually put me on not to not to keep this going, but you you put me on Barstool in 2014. I flew to Kansas City in Game Seven of the World Series and wrote a sign. We need this in Queens, and you're like, look at my man Darren out there. Yeah. And then the next year we were in the fucking World Series. So who saw that? Let's get that again. Yeah, Come right. on, Brody, make it happen. <laughs> All right, thanks for having. On. Thanks for coming on, dude. No doubt, dude. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. All right, there you have it. A little chat with KFC from the upper deck. That was really fun. I really enjoyed sitting there, taking in some innings, watching the game, chit-chat about whatever. It was a fun time. Pete Alonso hit a double. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where were you for Pete Alonso's <laughs> first city field hit? We were up in the upper deck. And I like the element of like the, the guys coming over in the middle of the interview. I kind of left that in there on purpose because, you know, it, it was... It was cool. It was fun. And, you know, people know who he is, and they wanted to shake his hand, take little selfies. So it was a good time. I had a fun time there. Yeah, he's a, he's a Mets, Jets, Islanders, Knicks fan like me, and we're about the same age where you don't get necessarily 86, and the Islanders run the 80s. So uh, if you could still watch sports, root for those four teams <laughs> for the years that we have, uh, there's something wrong with you, and I think uh, 
we do share that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, thanks again to uh, Kev for coming on. That was a fun time. So uh, we do have uh, What's in the Box coming up. So whoever this person is that's calling right now, we'll play What's in the Box, presented by our friends at Lumberland, Lumberland Bat Mugs. We can't say enough great things about them. They've been a friend of ours since last season, and they have signed on to be the presenting sponsor of What's in the Box. So very, very cool of them. If you go to Lumberland.com and use the special promo code for us, it is OABT to get 15% off anything they have on the site. They have the MLBPA license now, which is really cool. So you can get different Mets mugs, your favorite player. If you don't see your favorite player on there, you can uh, request um, your favorite player, and they'll whip it up for you. So definitely check them out at Lumberland.com. Com. They make great gifts for you or a friend. The and, idea uh, <laughs> the other day, if you uh, if you have a groom's party, this yeah, is a yeah, really yeah. cool gift for that. Absolutely. Oh, look at who we got, too. Let's get to... Uh, let's get to the phones. We got Brew in Brooklyn to play What's in the Box. What's up, Brew? <clears throat> First time, long time, big fan. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> Tenth time, long time. How you doing in Brooklyn, Brew? <laughs> Brooklyn's great. Nice and cold. Do you have a Lumberland bat mug yet? Because you're about to have one. I don't have one, and I'm really excited. And once I saw that picture on Twitter, so I knew I had to call it. All right, so listen, what we're doing tonight, we have one, two, three, or four. Two of the options are gift cards, and two of the options are actual bat mugs from Lumberland.com. What do you want? One, two, three, or four? 50-50 shot. Let's go, bro. Uh, three. Three? So you said three? Three. I said three. Okay. Oh, and you get a Looking mug. Looking good. It's All right. Be... Here you go. You what, got the mug. What, what Should I it? open it? Take yeah, it open, out. It, open it. Let him, let him know what he got. Take a look. Yeah, open it. Ooh. Nice color. Jacob DeGrom. Can't go wrong Ooh, with that. Nice. He's a young award winner himself. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Brew. Uh, I'm sure we'll be able to track down your address and send this out to you. Thanks for calling, dude. Thanks, man. Talk to you guys. No Bye. problem. That's so. awesome. Those are cool, right? They are very cool. Really freaking cool. I want cool. to pour this beer in here right now. I love the, these guys. <laughs> I'll not been, do that to brew. <laughs> you should. He would be all right with it. These guys have been growing so uh, so quickly. Last year when we started doing some stuff with them, they didn't have the license yet, but it worked out where they worked out a deal with the PA, and, and they could do a lot of really cool things now. So definitely check them out. Lumberland.com, 15% off with the code OABT. Uh, PD Mac, tonight, in just basically... Ten minutes from now, yeah, the, down the in Mets Atlanta, will be down baby. in Atlanta. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Well, I'm glad it's not Turner Field anymore, the House of Horrors. But yeah, you got Stephen Matz. We'll see if he can build on, I guess, the five scoreless innings he threw last time out, where he's terrible the first two innings, and then seemed to get into a little bit of a groove. And you're always worried about him. You know, it all falls apart quickly, uh, often. So you know, listen, the, the Mets need Matz to be a little better than he has shown over the last year plus it's nice he's been able to be healthy but now i look at him and just say well he is what he is he's a mid-rotation starter if you want to be optimistic as i'm sure the mets are that this is still a guy that has that ability to be a top of the rotation kind of pitcher even all these years later well this would be one of those opportunities uh, to show that ozzy albies uh, the brave second baseman's on an extension today that is just being panned yeah. all over social media and you understand why it was seven years 45 million dollars was it really was it 45 i thought it was like player. i thought i originally thought 30 
originally saw 37, but either way, I mean, that's a great deal for the Braves. Yeah, and then the Braves are, are saving a lot of money there. Give away four, uh, three or four free agent seasons, I think. So, yeah, he took the security over the possibility of making the big money yeah, down yeah. the line, which you know is a decision that players can't make. He still you, won the lotto. He still you won understand the lotto. it, but uh, I'm sure there are quite a few players around baseball looking around, raising an eyebrow at that and, and other agents and, yeah. and things of that nature. So, But this is a big stretch for the Mets here. They have 16 games against either NL East competition and, and not the Marlins, the good competition, yeah. or uh, the Brewers coming up as well as uh, you know in the Phillies here. It's a big 16-game stretch. The Cardinals are involved in that as well. So you know, this is a start of a, a key spot for the Mets. A lot of teams are going to be competing with for a playoff spot, whether it's within the division or elsewhere. This is a 10-game road trip here. So you want to get all of that off to a, a good start and hope that the offense they've had going travels and the pitching can be better, which uh, you yeah. wouldn't expect to be saying about this. I'm Mets excited team. for Sunday night. I mean, uh, Sunday night baseball, they kind of drag it out, but it's going to be DeGrom on the, I think DeGrom on the big stage Sunday night. It's going to be a good one down in Atlanta. And it's important. You know, these games, they, they, they matter big time, especially when you play in the NLE. So like you said, we got four against Atlanta, three against Philly, three against St. Louis, and then head back home after that. But um, I mean, it's, it's time to do some damage here. I hope. Let's do it. Keep Alonzo going. <laughs> Pete Kong. That's what we're going with here. I guess. I don't Polar know. Polar Bear. He's got a lot of names floating I saw, around right uh, now. Who put up Pistol a, Pete, I who saw. Who put up a poll? Let's see what won, because it should be over by now. But I think it was Cerrone. Cerrone put up a poll. Uh, what should the nickname be for Pete Alonzo? And he put one up there that said, oh, it, it ended. Let's see the results of this poll here. Thanks for the uh, poll here, Mr. Matthew Cerrone. Uh, have we settled on a nickname for Pete Alonso yet? It was Bam Bam, Polar Bear, mm. Pistol Pete, or Undecided. Uh, I actually Please don't be Pistol Pete. I I, cho- I clicked on Pistol Pete, to be There's honest. There's only one Pistol Pete. Yeah, Maravich. And Pistol is the default nickname us Pete's get. <laughs> I've learned a lot about my name through Pete Alonso, and I'm glad that he has well, dropped I would the say R. spread the awareness R. about the name. Yeah, no, Peter is too formal. He's absolutely right. You got to go with the Pete. So I understand why he changed his name there. And then, as far as the nickname goes, Pistol Pete. Uh, you know, that's what people call you when they're like, you know, giving you grief almost. You know? I saw someone hey, wrote Pistol over here. Yeah, we met for four seconds. It's the only way we'd be able to remember your name. Hey, it's Pistol. Like you know. I saw someone before wrote on on online. They did a Google search for. Uh, Pete Alonzo, and it said, do you mean Peter Alonzo? It was trying to correct, but he dropped the R, so everyone else should too. Mm-hmm. So uh, share the show right now if you want to get one of these, uh, what is this called again? Night King? Night the King? Night King the from Night Game King. of Thrones on Sunday night. Here we go. What do you work for, do you work for HBO? So <laughs> no. uh, the Game no, of I Thrones. No, I work for the Seven Line, a really cool company. Bobblehead. Uh, it's a little mashup between Game of Thrones and... and He'd uh, be a good fit starter for the Mets. Yeah, right? A little fit starter. Him bring him in. So if you want to win Ooh, that, I know a lot scary. of people are, are really hoping to win this. So uh, share right now if you're watching live. If you're not watching live, you should watch live because this is how you can win free stuff. So if you're listening afterwards on Google... Google Play, iTunes, Stitchers, SoundCloud, whatever. Tune in. This is what we do on the show. We give away free stuff. So click share right now or retweet on Twitter or Periscope, and you could win. We're going to choose that in just a couple minutes now. Besides that, I do have to do a little shilling. I'm sorry, Petey Mac. I do have to do a little shilling here for... At least you didn't call me Pistol. uh, Pistol Pete over here. Pistol Petey Mac. (laughs) We have... Your face. (laughs) He brought it up. The Kauffman Stadium outing. It is on... Saturday, August 17th in Kansas City. 
I think it's going to be a really big one since Chicago got canceled. Our first away game of the year is this one in August. It's our latest first game of the year for an away game that we've had in probably forever. So it's going to be a big one. We have a little under 1,400 tickets available. They are going up next week, next Friday. We are doing a pre-sale. I'm going to be completely honest with you. We are doing a pre-sale for the season ticket members that sit with us at City Field. That's only 600 tickets, maybe half of them go. So there'll still be over 1,000 available for the public sale next Friday. Next Friday at noon on the7line.com. The tickets are $63 a piece. That comes with the, the ticket, the special event t-shirt, the game patch, and access to our dedicated tailgate area. Let me tell you something a little bit about that for a second. We are the, the, the Royals gave us a gigantic area to tailgate. So what they also do is they're very smart. They linked up with a local company that does all rentals for tailgate supplies. So we are renting a 40 by 80 tent. We are getting tables and chairs and a generator and a stage, and I'm hiring a DJ. So we are getting our own area to tailgate. It's going to be awesome. And that's also included in your game tickets. So what we're doing, I didn't tell Lizzie about this yet, Uh-oh. but she, she loves this when I drop shit on her during the show. <laughs> we have to get some custom wristbands made. So if we see anyone that's hanging out that maybe shouldn't be where we are and they're acting crazy and we don't think they should be part of the tailgate, if they don't have the wristband, then they're out. So look for that soon. Go to the sevenline.com, read all about it, read all about it. Definitely set an alarm for next Friday. That is the 19th at noon sharp. I think they're going to go very, very fast. I'll just add something real fast. Kansas City is low-key awesome. Yeah, you might fine. not know the first thing about Kansas City besides like the barbecue is good and stuff like that. But if you're looking to have a good time beyond just the game, the Power and Light District, it's like an outdoor mall kind of uh, area. Uh, they have live concerts in the middle of that on like Friday and Saturday nights and stuff when you'd be there. So That's it's fun. Like, it's a really cool area. I don't know if I'd want to be there in February, but in July, July, June, when, when August. 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 Yes. Try to come. See if, you can make it. To be. see if you can I'll, make I'll it. I'll see if I get away from the wife and the kid. Bring but, them. Uh, bring them. Know. We're family friendly. <laughs> yeah, bring them out to KC. The last time I was there, I was there for like eight hours. I went for that game seven and 14. Oh, and my I, God. I didn't get a hotel. I got a backpack, went to the game, went right back to the airport thinking that it was going to be like LaGuardia. I think I talked about this on the show before. And it was closed. I sat in the lobby. It was freezing. The guy's vacuuming underneath my feet it was it was a horrible night um it was are, game seven of a world series yeah but i was pulling for the royals that year to be honest i wanted to see them you know i you didn't like seeing mad bum come out and no put and the, zero and the, the panda zero. the panda there had the last catch of the uh, of, of the game uh and unfortunately they beat us the next year so i was pulling for them that year though uh share right now lizzie's gonna take care of the facebook i'll do the twitter i think um we're all about set to watch matt's win i do want to give one more shouty out while Lizzie is uh, doing the Facebook. So we Lizzie... got we got the most shares ever. Really? Yep. How many? Uh, right now we're at three hundred and fifty-three. That's the most. Yes. Okay, that's great then. Thanks, guys. Um, See, I told you everybody wants the Night King. But I do want to give a shout out to our very good friend. We love her. She worked for the Seven Line for a little bit. Uh, that is Rachel Wynn. So Rachel is a very close friend of the Seven Line. Um, she's been down with us since the start, 
And unfortunately, last year she was diagnosed with leukemia. And last night was her first time back at City Field. So uh, all the love going to the Wynn family, Brian, Evan, Rachel, we love you. Um, it's so great to see a big smile on her face yes. out there at City Field awesome. last night. And the Mets won. So uh, that's great. I'm, I'm very happy that Evan she's... Evan texted me the picture, and I was like, yeah! Yeah, yeah. He, he sent, he sent uh, Kelly and myself a uh, little message as well. So, Rachel, all the best. Uh, keep kicking ass, and I hope to see you at the ballpark soon. Love you, Rach. So, Lizzie. Okay. Pick somebody. The game's about to start. All right. Um... Okay. Uh, okay. Just tell me when to stop because there's like so All right, many. Stop. stop. Um, Mel- Melissa May. Melissa May. May. Send her a little message. I will. And I will scroll back here. And the one that is. PD Mac, please tell. Hold on. Let it load. Please tell me when to stop. PD Mac. Yeah, stop. And stop. No Emmys. No Emmys. Uh, <laughs> Michael Sarless. At Mazismore, you uh, win. At least you didn't pick the same person. You win. I know a lot of people are upset because a lot of uh, Game of Thrones marks out there, as they say in the wrestling world, wanted this, and now uh, you're you didn't win. So go to Foco if you want to go buy one because I think they're like fifty bucks on the website. So go pick one up. Um, awesome. Shout out to the Mets. Shout out to Petey Mac. Shout out to all the you guys Islanders, at home. Let's go. Shout out to the Whoa. Islanders. Shout out to <laughs> KFC. Shout out, shout out to Lizzie. She's pointing to herself. I need shout, a shout out. Shout out to all of you guys. Uh, we love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. And we will see you next Thursday. Let's go Mets. Hopefully you win a lot of games before we see you guys next. Peace.